Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode, I am joined by future Clarkson women's hockey player who just finished up her junior career with the Etobicoke Dolphins, Taylor Story. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Taylor, and how's everything going? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, everything's going well. Um, our season just ended, so starting the off season, and really looking forward to getting started next year. Well, let's start off the podcast by talking about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of working all the way up to where you are today. Uh, so doing research on yourself, it says that you're from Waterloo, Ontario. So talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, so I've lived in Waterloo my whole life. Um, my dad's always coached hockey. He's coached hockey for almost 25 years. So growing up, I was always at the rinks, um, surrounded by hockey. And um, I learned how to skate at around three and ever since then I started playing hockey right away um, for the Waterloo Ravens so the team local to Waterloo which was awesome and uh, I played Waterloo hockey for most of my life um, except at the very beginning I played just outside of Waterloo um, and my dad's been one of the coaches um, throughout my minor hockey career which has been awesome to kind of have him as that outlet for me and yeah at around 10 or 11, I started to take things a little more serious, and I really fell in love with the game. So, Who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone, I assume it was someone either on the Maple Leafs or a women's player on the national team? Yeah, so at the time, he was on the Maple Leafs, but um, I spent a lot of time watching Zach Hyman, um, just kind of a 200-foot player, hardworking F1, and I really tried to mimic my game after him. And yeah, I really enjoyed watching him. And then kind of on the women's side, uh, Marie-Philippe Poulain which I think mm -hmm. a lot of women can relate to. And yeah. Yeah. I have a ton of respect for Marie Philippoulin, but she's also broken my heart so many times as an American <laughs> hockey fan. So uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I have so much respect, but like way off with some of these OT goals a little bit. For it's sure. it's yeah. crazy. For sure. Well, like you mentioned, you started off your hockey career with organizations around the Waterloo area. Um, but then you started off your junior hockey career, according to elite prospects uh, with the Kitchener Rangers. So how'd you get that opportunity to be a part of that organization? Because like I mentioned, I'm from the U.S., so I'm sort of unfamiliar with how that process works, as long with some of the audience, I presume, as well. Yeah, so um, the Kitchener Rangers are the affiliated team with Waterloo Minor Hockey. So growing up, I had the opportunity to watch them play a ton. And later on in my hockey career, at around 12, 13, I began practicing with them, um, which I was really fortunate to do. And to me, they were always a team that I really looked up to playing for because they were in the OWHL. And um, here, that's kind of the best league you can play in for women's hockey. Um, and yeah, so I played U15 in Waterloo and then made the jump to U18 my second year of U15 to make that transition to junior hockey easier at around 13 years old. So I was pretty young, but um, yeah, I was kind of heart set on playing for Kitchener and I'm glad I did. And I was there for just over two years. So I definitely learned a lot. Was it weird being a 13 year old playing with older players that are 17 and 18 years old? Is that sort of a weird adjustment? Um, it was, but I would say it was weirder doing it the first time because I was a little bit younger. So making that jump to U18 when I was really young, but I really enjoyed it. It was a good challenge for me and uh, playing at such a young age, I got the opportunity to mentor girls um, because I was recently in their shoes, um, the younger girls and practicing with them. And so that was a really cool opportunity. And then once again, having the opportunity to play with players that I looked up to on the older side of the Kitchener Rangers. So yeah, 
Now talk about your hockey experience with Kitchener and what you took away from it. Yeah, so it was during COVID, but um, I did really have an opportunity to kind of find out what type of player I was and how I was going to be successful in that league. Um, I kind of learned that I need to utilize my speed and, you know, battle in the corners. And that's the type of player I was, like a 200-foot player. Um, and having the opportunity to meet such amazing people and play at a high level in my hometown uh, was really awesome to have such a tight-knit support group. Um, and my family being able to watch me and yeah, playing there for over two years, I learned a lot about myself and I'm definitely grateful for all the relationships I made in Kitchener and everything I learned. So, yeah. Now, like you mentioned before this season and during your time with Kitchener, you had to deal with a lot of challenges due to the pandemic uh, with things being delayed and then obviously not playing games for a year as well. Um, how have you handled that challenge and has it made you a better player? throughout your hockey development with all those sort of challenges that you've had to face, uh, sort of dealing with the inconsistent schedule, not being on the ice all the time. Just talk about how you handled those challenges, I guess, and uh, how it's made you a better hockey player during that process. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's definitely, definitely made me a better hockey player and more mentally tough for sure. Um, especially here in Ontario, we were in lockdown for a very long time. Um, so I actually left to go play in Boston and, Minnesota for a little bit so that was a cool opportunity um, which I probably wouldn't have had without COVID and you know having the opportunity to meet a lot of new people and I really utilized kind of what I could I spent a lot more time in the gym and on the outdoor rinks than I normally would and I think that's really benefited me because now I don't take ice for granted or um, any games for sure because you never know what's going to happen but overall I think I definitely came out mentally tougher and overall physically a better hockey player um, but it was a very tough tough two years but I think everything worked out so where did you play in Boston and Minnesota um, so I played um, in the Beantown um, that happens in Boston and then I played a tournament kind of just near the University of Minnesota so I had the opportunity um, to look at a lot of schools while I was down there because the Boston area is a hotbed as well so yeah that's awesome. Do you think it was it good for you to sort of get the chance to play with different players from different areas and oh, what were sort of this sure. also like sort of adapting to different style of play? Cause I feel like people from Minnesota play differently than people from Boston for some, it's it just maybe the yeah. way I view the game, it sort of feels that way. But from your perspective, what was that like? Yeah, I would say it's very different. Um, I can say you can definitely tell um, the American hockey players play, play a little more different than here in Ontario, but it was very cool to play with different players and be coached by different coaches. And yeah, it was definitely an opportunity that I learned from. And yeah. You then joined the Etobicoke Dolphins this past season. How'd you get the opportunity to join that organization? Yeah. So after playing for Kitchener for just over um, the majority of my junior career, um, I made the decision that in order to reach my maximum potential and develop the most before leaving for college, Etobicoke's kind of the best place for that because they have a very reputable um, intense elite program um, and a lot of really talented players and coaching staff so I made the switch for my last year of junior um, with the mindset to it's more kind of the program is more set up like um, a division one team um, so having the opportunity to play for Etobicoke was amazing um, I believe physically and mentally I grew from it and I played with such talented players, some of the best players 
in the world and being coached by a coach who understands what it's like at the next level. So a lot of our practices on and off the ice are mimicked around certain things that you may see at the next level. So I think for me, it was more, um, it was a stepping stone to helping me get to the next level because of everything it offered. And it's a very respectable program for sure. Who are some of the players you got to play with, um, with Etobicoke this year that helped your game, I guess, improve even more? For sure. Um, I would say definitely Wallace York, who is headed to Princeton next year. And then um, Mackenzie Alexander, who's headed there as well. Um, Emma Venusio, kind of a lot of girls that you'd see on the national and provincial teams, which was really cool having the opportunity to play with those girls. Now, just talk about what it's like playing in the OWHL and just the competition that you face each game, because in my opinion, I think it's one of the best junior leagues in women's hockey because you're going against the best players in your province every single game. But like you mentioned, you're also practicing against them as well. So it only makes you a better hockey player every time you step out on the ice. For sure. Yeah, I would say specifically because Ontario is such a hotbed for women's hockey. Um, It is a really, really competitive league to play in. And I really enjoyed it. And I was really fortunate to have that opportunity. And, you know, you you start to get to know a lot of the girls you play with and play against because you've been playing against them your whole lives. So that's been a really cool opportunity. And um, I think just overall, it's going to really help me at the next level because I've been playing at a very competitive level um, here in Ontario. So I'm really hoping that I can implement the mindset that I've had at this league at the next level. And what do you think has been the biggest improvement you've made to your game uh, this season? Um, so something I always, always am trying to work on is my agility and transitions. I would say I'm definitely a strong player, but I want to work on things being a little bit quicker. So um, me and my trainers, we were really working on transitions and agility. And I think that's something that I've definitely implemented into my game and want to continue to implement into my game. So um, I really enjoyed seeing the improvements that I've been making with my off-ice training and how that's being implemented into my on-ice success. Now talk about how your junior hockey experiences helped prepare you for college hockey. Because like you mentioned, you're going against some really good players every day in practice. That obviously helps your game out. You're being coached by one of the most well-respected coaches in Ontario. And then also just sort of the style of play that your team plays also helps prepare you for college hockey. So just talk about, I guess, I guess sort of like just talk about all the things that your team does that you think helps prepare you for college hockey and how beneficial it's going to be for next season as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, You definitely see Etobicoke's players succeeding at the next level. And that's kind of really evidential in the way that we practice and the way that we play. Um, Everything's super competitive and with a purpose. And like I said, my coach is very well respected and he's very good at what he does. So he understands what it takes to succeed at the next level. So He tries to, Joe tries to implement a lot of the things that are needed at the next level. Um, Like we have fitness testing that's pretty in depth. And then as well as all our systems, the way everything's run, uh, the opportunities we have with um, kind of our trainers and skills coaches and Etobicoke is just always a program that's trying to improve women's hockey. And I think that's why it's so successful. Um, And I think that I can take away a lot of what I've learned from Etobicoke, not only from my coaches, but playing with players who are all going to be playing at the level that I'm playing at next year will really help me make that transition and, um, you know, not fall behind. 
What's been what have been some of your best hockey memories with Etobicoke this season? I would say some of my best memories would definitely be the bus trips, um, the team dinners, and then we do this thing called the Amazing Race. Um, so you kind of run around Toronto for a few hours, and that was a really really cool experience. Um, and I think just everything, everything I experienced with Etobicoke, meeting so many new people and so many new players, and it was a really, really nice way to end off my junior career for sure. Who uh, won the Amazing Race? Um, well, there was a little bit of cheating, so we actually don't know, but I think we Wait, came second. So, who? What? What do you mean? There was a lot of cheating. Who was cheating? Um, some teams were taking the bus. Um, oh, so yeah. You have to walk around the city. You can't uh, take transportation. Oh, we had to run. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was, okay. It was around like twenty kilometers that we ended up running. It was ridiculous, but it was a yeah. lot of fun. But at least it gets you in shape for the season, which is yeah. Sort exactly. of a good, I feel like that's a fun way to do it, though. For sure. It's team bonding, but it's also getting you ready. So, yeah, it was fun. Now, for college hockey fans that have never seen you play before, uh, just describe your game to them and what can Clarkson expect from you next season? Um, I would say I'm definitely a 200-foot player. My speed is my strength um, as well as my physicality so I understand like at the next level all the girls are bigger stronger faster so for me I just want to remain disciplined so, so I can compete at that level and continue to utilize my strengths um, but I would say I'm definitely a 200 foot player in front of the net along the boards. Now I do want to talk to you about your recruiting process since this is a college hockey podcast after all uh, so just talk a little about the recruiting process to Clarkson and what made you want to go there versus other schools you might've looked at? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was really excited when Clarkson reached out. Um, they're a program that understands how to win, having won three national championships. And it was a school that I always saw myself going to during the recruitment process, just because it's so hockey driven. Um, that's the main sport there. So for me, it was just finding a place that I can see myself excelling at on and off the ice. Um, and on my official visit, I definitely fell in love with the school for sure. Um, and having seen other schools before, I kind of knew what I was looking for. Um, but between the facilities, coaches, staff, environment, and just the school itself, um, it was a place that I could I could really see myself competing at. Um, and, you know, they're always striving to win national championships. And that's something that I want to be a part of. It also must be nice, too, because it's close to Ontario, so not exactly. really far for your family to go see you play. Exactly, and my my dad will come down quite a bit. My mom will, too, but I think my dad will be there most weekends. Now, have you been watching any Clarkson hockey this past year, and um, have you had the chance to meet any of your future teammates? Yeah, so um, me and my teammates in Etobicoke, we watched um, quite a bit of the NCAA tournament, just because a lot of our teams were playing against each other. And then I watched a ton on my own as well. Um, I have had the opportunity to meet, play with, and against um, most of the Clarkson commits. So I'm really looking forward to getting there. I think we're gonna be a really tight knit group and a really strong group of athletes. And then um, as well, there was a player in Etobicoke, um, Jenna Smelly, who's committed to Clarkson, who will be there in 2024. So that's always awesome, kind of getting to play against and with my teammates. So yeah, I think we're going to be a really strong group. Yeah. And obviously you have that chemistry already with some of the commits. How are you going to try to build that chemistry with some of the older players that you haven't had the chance to play with before? For sure. I think um, 
just being open-minded and learning, learning from them. You know, they've been in the, the league longer than I have. And, um, you know, I think for me, just watching what they do and mimicking after them, um, but on my official having the opportunity to stay with some of the girls, I think they're all super, super welcoming and the age isn't really too concerning for them. So, yeah. Now, now talk about what do you think is going to be the biggest adjustment you're going to have to make to college hockey. Um, I'm assuming it's probably the speed of the game and the physicality since um, in juniors you're going against 18-year-old players. But however, in college, it's immediately a jump to playing players that are 23 years old. So. Um, what do you think that adjustment's going to be like? And just talk about what you're working on now during the offseason to sort of make that adjustment happen. For sure. Um, I think just um, between the difference between the mental side and the physical side, leaving home for the first time is going to be challenging. Um, but physically, um, the girls are definitely bigger, stronger, older. So continuing to stay disciplined and um, work on my weaknesses. Um, and I think just not getting comfortable because at the next level, you know, everyone has the same mindset, same goals. So I'm really looking forward to that, but I understand it's something that I'm going to have to work really hard at. Um, our spring and summer training has been sent out. So I have an outline and a good understanding of what the expectations are. So I'm really hoping to make sure I can hit all those key points in the gym and on the ice. So when I get there, I can hit the ground running. What are you most excited about when you think of playing for Clarkson next season? Is there a particular team you're looking forward to playing or is it just sort of playing at Shield for the first time? For sure. Playing at Shield for the first time will be really, really cool. But I'm also looking forward to playing in the ECAC, having the opportunity to travel and play against, you know, some really good teams and past and teammates. So I think that'll be really cool. But overall, I'm really looking forward to playing for a team that's um, – so strong, talented, and, you know, knows how to win. So I'm excited to be a part of that culture. Now, what are your team's goals and expectations uh, for next season? Obviously, as you're aware of, they made the tournament last year, but couldn't win uh, that tournament game that they played. So is it sort of just trying to build off of the success of making the tournament from last year and sort of trying to get farther and make it to the Frozen Four? For sure. I think that's something that Clarkson's very capable of, and they've proven that in the past and something they're always working towards. So I'm really hoping I can be a part of that and help us get to the Frozen Four or whatever that might be and just play my role to the best of my abilities. Um, Clarkson um, knows how to win and they're always looking to win. So just making sure that I'm doing everything in my part to help us get to where we want to go. I think that I'll have a lot of success and our team will as well. So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment, where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. So first one is, what music uh, do you like to listen to? I listen to a lot of music, um, but I do really love country music. And before games, our team listens to a lot of rap, specifically Drake, um, a lot of SoundCloud remixes that one of our past teammates actually would make them herself. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah country and rap i would say for sure you gotta listen to drake being from toronto i feel like that's just an exactly. obligation right yeah for sure what country artists do you like to listen to um i like morgan wallen pretty basic mm -hmm. um luke combs zach bryan so yeah i like the luke combs song that he did a cover of fast car that's something i've been listening yeah, to. yeah i know that's going then. pretty pretty popular i like that one too yeah um, and then next non-hockey question is, uh, what is your most embarrassing hockey moment? 
So I have a ton, but specifically this one, um, it was playoffs and we were going to run onto the ice. And as I was running, my stick was horizontal. I'm not sure why, but I kind of closed my clothesline myself and ran right into the boards. Just so happened that the media was there videotaping us going onto the ice. So that was perfect. But yeah, I would say I've, I've definitely had a ton of embarrassing hockey moments for sure. Did the media team post it at all or were they kind about it? They were pretty kind about it, but I think I think he kept it somewhere. somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. If I were one of your teammates, I probably would be laughing about it, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, everyone was. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of your teammates, uh, who was the funniest on Etobicoke? I would definitely say Danica Botterill, being from Manitoba. Um, she definitely is one of the funniest people I've ever met, and I'm definitely going to miss her, um, but I'm hoping that we can end up playing against each other as she's headed off to New Hampshire or see her sometime soon. So that was really cool. Again, meeting people from other provinces. Now, I think you have the best style on the team, but besides yourself, uh, who, who would you say um, has the best style on the team? I would say Reese Logan. I'd say we both really care about kind of like the look good, feel good, play good. Mm -hmm. um, she uses right amount of clear, right amount of tape. I would say she definitely has style. Yeah, and especially the pregame fits, too. I have saw some of those. I think Etobicoke does a good job uh, highlighting that as well. For sure. For pregame fits, I would say our goalie, Mari Peterson, she has matching shoes for every blazer, and she has so many pregame outfits that I think you'll definitely see featured next year at BU. So. Now, uh, what's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? I would say the Leafs making it past the first round. Say that was a pretty big one here in Toronto. Um, yeah, and we're hoping that we can make round two, but we'll see. Yeah, so. I do. I know this. Obviously, this episode's gonna be out um, after the series over. But yeah, sure. uh, do you think they're gonna make it past the Panthers? I know they're down 2-0, but you know, I do. Anything could happen. <laughs> I would say the Leafs. Uh, they find themselves often behind, but um, I think I think they can pull it off. I think they need to pull it off. Well, I, so, this is either yeah. going to age really, really well or really poorly. Exactly. Yes, yeah, we'll weeks. see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm a big Bruins fan, and I thought the Bruins could beat the Panthers, and obviously that didn't happen. That was a big upset. That was a big upset for, for sure. And I think Pan Florida has a ton of like underrated players. Like I think Montour's a really good defenseman. Um, obviously, Carter Verhage's a really good goal scorer as well, along with Sam Reinhardt. And then I think Matthew sure. Tuchuk is a top five player in the NHL this season. So they have a really yeah, solid team. It's surprising that they're an eighth seed. Yeah, for sure. I would agree. And um, them beating such a playoff team, specifically Boston having like the most wins in NHL history. I think that really helped Toronto. Um, but I guess it only helps them if they pull it off. So we'll see. Yeah, I think the most interesting thing that I read this week was about a writer strike that's taking place and how it's going to affect the entertainment industry in the next few months. So I found that interesting because I never knew that was even possible. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Well, last down hockey question is if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, uh, who would you, who would it be with and why? Um, we already touched on him, but Drake, I would say definitely meeting with Drake would be really cool just because he's such a big supporter of um, Toronto hockey. And um, I listen to his music and yeah. What, what's that album cover where like, he, you know, where he's like in the dark room drinking, I forgot the name of it. I feel embarrassed to not remember it but yeah, that's that's I feel like that's where you gotta get that lunch it's where um 
the song Headlines. It's one of his second albums he made. It's one of the more iconic Drake album yeah. covers. But yeah. that's where I feel like you have to have that launch. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Dark Room. Yeah. I think for me, uh, probably Wayne Gretzky. I know that's sort of a basic yeah. answer, but I would just be very interested to hear what his career was like and sort of breaking all those records and stuff. And from the interviews that I've had heard him heard him do, it, he seems like a really interesting guy. So I'll probably do him. And if I were a Leafs fan, probably Justin Bieber, because I think that'd be super yeah. fun to go to a game with him, especially since him good. and Austin Matthews are good friends. Yeah, that's been really cool. And him collabing with the Leafs and having Drew jerseys. And that's really cool to see. Well, getting back to some hockey questions now. First one is for all the people listening to this podcast, what advice would you give them on what it takes to make it to college hockey? Um, I would say definitely consistency. Consistency and discipline are two really big things. A lot of the time, you know, maybe especially during COVID or when things don't go your way, motivation isn't always there. But if you stay disciplined and really focusing on the journey rather than the outcome, you can definitely make it there and just believe in yourself. It's pretty cliche, but um, your mindset can take you really far. So what should be done to help grow women's hockey from your perspective? Um, well, I think having more coverage and media around women's hockey has proven to grow the sport already and continuing that will really help um, having other reputable organizations promoting women's hockey that are uh, viewed quite frequently will also help. And I think just specifically in Canada, having the IAHFs here was amazing because of how big Ontario is for women's hockey. So that being able to bring so many people to watch players from around the world um, was a really amazing opportunity and it got, got a lot of views. So that was awesome. Did you have the chance to go to any games in person? I did. I had the chance to go to a game against Switzerland and they won and it was really cool. Yeah, no, that was a fun tournament. Obviously, you know, as a U.S. fan, I'm pretty happy with the outcome of it, but um, no, that was a fun tournament to watch. I think it's been one of the better world championships that have taken place in the last three years. For sure. Now, do you have any shout outs you want to give to any family members, teammates, friends? Uh, Feel free to do that. And then who should we have on the podcast next? I think um, starting off, I think um, you should have Jenna Smelly, um, who's also going to Clarkson in the following few years. But um, I want to thank kind of my parents who have always been there for me. Uh, my mom, who's just been a cheerleader, even though she doesn't understand what's going on all the time. And, you know, my dad being my my biggest supporter in everything I do and always being there for me and, you know, driving hour and a half to get me to the rink every day to play for the team I always dreamed of playing for. and. Uh, um, just anyone who's been there supporting me and helped me get to where I am today and all my past and present teammates for sure. Well, thank you so much, Taylor, for coming on the podcast. Uh, it really means a lot. I appreciate your time. And I had a lot of fun getting the chance to talk with you today and get the chance to meet you as well. And I wish you and your team nothing but the best uh, for next season. I'm looking forward to finally seeing you play um, with Clarkson next season. And if you ever have the chance to come up to the Massachusetts, CT, Rhode Island area, I'd love to see you play in person and say hi. But hopefully we have the chance to have you back on the podcast after your freshman year and talk about what happened. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome chatting with you. And I really hope we can catch up soon and after my first year. And yeah, thank you. I can't believe the